0: There's a kind of a girl who can send your heart whirling away But those
1: are the kind you don't happen to find every day You'll meet smart ones and tough ones, just good enough ones They're fine, kid, go out there, enjoy But in all of your life, you get only three shots at the real McCoy Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, September 8th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway stars James Marino. James, it's always good to have you back. Although, if I'm being honest, it annoys me a little bit. Uh, Why is that? Well, of course, we're happy that Alicia and Ashley um, are taking a well-deserved night off because of Labor Day. But anytime you and I do a show now, it means that I am still one show back in my progress (laughs) from catching up with you in the number of show tags we have on the broadway radio website with today's show you will be at 1260 i will be at 1169 so anytime we do a show together it's Mm. like i'm walking in place so it's just water but you're not losing
0: any any
1: that's true that's true but you know still i i mean if i'm gonna be doing the show i i want to you know knock something off my list. But anyway, it is, of course... Uh, Very good to be with you. We've had a very busy weekend in the Broadway radio feed, but only half of those shows are ours because you have just been putting other audio in there, which we're going to talk about. Um, The first one was an episode of the New York Times podcast, The Daily, in which Michael Paulson talked about the return to theater, including the much discussed uh, production of Godspell, which which Ashley talked quite a bit about in an interview a week or so ago. Uh, Anything you want to say about that episode of The Daily?
0: I, well, um, I overall, take a step back and say not not just about The Daily, but the reason that we put that in the feed is that we sometimes talk about these great podcasts, and, it, and I know exactly how it is. You listen to our podcast, and we might make a recommendation, and then you get distracted. You never find that podcast. You're like, oh, what was that thing? So we're going to try to uh, put – you know certain recommendations into our feed. That way, you don't miss them. And we're—I I don't believe we're doing anything
1: wrong. Um, no. yeah, know, explain the explain the tech so people realize we're not like stealing their content for our own gain. Yeah, we're just you know how we do on
0: Broadway Stars. We link back to the great websites of you know Broadway World and Playbill and Broadway.com and. Uh, New York Times and Variety, we link to those things from Broadway Stars. So Broadway Radio, really, we, we're doing the same thing. We're just linking to the New York Times. It's being served off of the New York Times web server, and they're getting the clicks for it, and they're getting the advertising revenue and things like that. We're we're not changing it at all. We're just, uh, you know, it's just like a, a podcast app. where you know, if you use yeah. pocket. Pocket Cast or a Downloader or something like that, you just uh, grab the these podcasts in a different way. And it's the same way, but we want to be able to make it a little bit easier for you to listen to some of the recommended things. And the Michael Paulson Godspell podcast was really great. We also threw in uh, Kara Swisher's Recode Decode discussion with James Corden. Uh, and it was tangentially Broadway, but James Corden was just a, it was just a very interesting listen And I love Kara Swisher. So uh, I thought I'd yeah. throw that in there, too.
1: Yeah. And then we did have two episodes of our own over the weekend, of course, Sundays this week on Broadway, in which you, Peter, Michael and Jan talked about. Labor Day plays and musicals, um, mine, I have, of course, always partial to working. It was the first mm. musical I ever worked on in high school. I was playing baseball, and so I wasn't in it, but I was a follow spot operator, so I was able to do that. Um, so I love working, which is about working. So um, what was, what were some of the ones that stood out in your discussion?
0: Um. Well, you know, uh, of course, I went for the the more generics, the uh, pajama games, and uh, sure, uh, the things that were more obvious. I, I did the Dolly Parton nine to five musical things like that, whereas uh, you know, Jan. Jan, Peter, and Michael really pulled it out. They uh, Some really great things. And our listeners, Tony Janicki joined us uh, and talk, and brought up uh, Sweat and Pins and Needles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, Cheryl Hodges-Selden that talked about Carousel. And uh, Michael, of course, uh, brought up some really great August Wilson shows. I, it was a great episode. I just, I just really... Jan came to me with this idea, and Jan said, you know, for Labor Day weekend, why don't we talk about, you know, shows related to people who are working stiffs? And I was like, yeah, yeah,
1: that'd be great. And I really didn't know what to expect, and it was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's always a good one. And I'm always happy when the show that comes to mind for me is one that Peter thinks of as well. It makes means that I'm uh, on the right path there. Then on Monday, Labor Day itself, I had a new special interview with one of the best people either on or off stage in the Broadway community, Rob McClure. We talked about this coming Sunday's Miscast Gala, which will be all online September 13th at 8 p.m. on MCC's YouTube page. We talked about a lot of miscast stuff, talked about Mrs. Doubtfire, talked about what going back to the show after uh, quarantine will be like, how he's been dealing with quarantine with his wife, Maggie Lakis, who, along with Rob, I had a Tell Me More episode with more than two years ago, um, talked about a lot of great stuff. He did the Mrs. Doubtfire voice a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about how amazing— working with Heather Headley is. Heather Headley is going to be part of Miscast as well. Um, And he also talked – we went in depth on something that we talked about before on the show as a recommendation, his Conductor Cam episode in which he passes the baton to Kalina Boval, who is a black conductor and poet and a really special thing there. So it was a great episode, and I told you this via text, James. It's really – Hard to have a bad interview with Rob McClure because he's just so dang charming and genuine and charismatic. He's just he he's just the best, and I'm always appreciative when he spends some time talking to us.
0: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed listening to it. Uh and uh, I mean when he brought up uh Leia Salonga singing Why God Why, I was mm, like, Yeah, oh, I forgotten about that. I was so good at Miscast a number of years ago. Uh, and all the other stuff and miscast coming up. I mean, please check it out. Uh, if you can, it's going to be on the uh, on the MCC YouTube channel coming up uh, about
1: a week from now. Yep. All right. Let's get into, oh, of course, all of these episodes you can hear first in Patreon at patreon.com slash broadway radio, slash Patreon. And, and that's where you mentioned the fact that some listeners contributed some of their ideas to the working stiffs theme of this week on Broadway. That is how they did it via Patreon. Absolutely.
0: All right. First up in the news, uh, the Center Theater Group lays off more than half of its staff.
1: Yeah, James. This is one of a number of COVID-related stories that I want to get to to start off because we're going to have to catch up from a few days over Labor Day weekend. But the first one is coming to us from Friday, and it is that the Los Angeles's Center Theater Group will be laying off ninety-one previously furloughed full and part-time employees, which accounts for roughly fifty-three percent of their workforce. However, According to the L.A. Times, that number, quote, does not account for the artists, actors, designers and stage workers sidelined by productions that have been delayed or canceled, meaning that the actual total number of people impacted or losing out on work is much higher. In May, CTG had announced that they will not resume performances until April of 2021, and now these layoffs will go into effect at the end of this month. The Center Theater Group runs three venues in and around Los Angeles, the Amundsen Theater and the Mark Taper Forum in downtown L.A., and the Kirk Douglas Theater in Culver City. And the more-than-a-year-long closure will reportedly cost them an estimated $40 million, in lost revenue, James. Now, California has been especially hard uh, hit hard by the coronavirus, but they also are one of the states that has kind of slowed down their reopenings and actually taken a step back at times, um, and especially compared to other places in the country. So as is mentioned in the article in the LA Times, James, they just don't have any confidence in making any future concrete plans at this point. So they decided that this was the only economically prudent thing to do was to lay off the employees rather than leave them furloughed dangling so that they can go out and decide to try to find a work elsewhere. Um, but, you know, this is a very similar situation to what we're hearing with Broadway. No one really knows what the plan is and you're not just, you know, doing it based off of your own budget projections. You also have to worry about the state and city as well. So it's just a big, you know, bundle of crap that you don't really have any answers to. You know that are able to be figured out at this point,
0: yeah, this is uh this is the road we have to we have to walk upon for the next uh, couple of months until we figure out what's going on but i uh, i I'm glad that the l a Times pointed out that this is just the, the the staff of uh of the theater that um that there are so many other people that are uh, affected you know that it's far beyond this fifty some odd percent of of the workforce at the uh at the center theater group, because it 's really probably i mean eighty to ninety percent of the people at l a uh at the center theater group that has been yeah. displaced so far let 's get everybody back to work somehow i 'm unsure yeah. how that is.
1: Well, and you talked about the fact that it's not just the direct employees related to the theater. It also revolves around other people that are connected. And that ties into the next story that I wanted to talk about because it was also reported on Friday that Hilton, yes, like Hilton Hotels, will be closing their Times Square Hotel effective October 1st. With the closing of this 44-story hotel at 234 West 42nd Street, more than 200 employees will be losing their jobs as well. According to a firm that tracks hotel data, New York hotel occupancy in August was at 38 percent, which is down from 93 percent during the same month in 2019. And honestly, James, 38 percent seems a little high to me. I'm a little surprised by that.
0: Yeah, uh, that's interesting because I'm wondering who is staying in those, uh, you know, I, I I don't know who who's visiting New York. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, because you—it's it, kind of scary. You walk through Times Square and you feel like you're in
1: that—that that Will uh, Will Smith. Movie. I am Legend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Very, very—you know—sad news for that. I mean, there's always going to be hotels in and around New York. I'm sure someone else will buy it and either turn it into a hotel or maybe it'll turn into condos or whatever. But it's uh, very sad oh, we for should, those hope, people. I, I
0: hope they make it into a Starbucks or something. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, virgin record store. Okay, two real quick COVID-related stories here, James. First up, speaking of Michael Paulson, he had a really interesting story in the New York Times about an actress named Jessica D. Williams who accepted the title role in Othello at the American uh, Shakespeare Center in Virginia this summer. But in doing so, she had to leave the Actors' Equity Association, which... As far as I know, James, like if you're an Equity member and you leave, there's no going back. Um, The theater, the uh, American Shakespeare Center, had applied for an exemption from Equity to be able to do shows like a number of New England theaters had, including the one that did Godspell, but they were denied. Uh, However, they decided to go ahead and move forward with their scheduled shows anyway. And in turn, AEA labeled them, quote, no longer equity producers. Now, not only was Othello a dream role for Williams, but she told the Times that the real deciding factor was just that she needed the paycheck. And I, I think we're hearing that a lot, that a lot of equity members that I've heard from, Um, have a little bit of a problem with how Equity is handling things because they are making it very difficult for their members to work. And I understand why... You know They're trying to be safe about it, and that is what a union is supposed to do. But I've heard a lot of equity members who are trying to find enough work to pay the bills, and their union is who is preventing them from doing that. Um, That's all anecdotal, of course, but it is something that is echoed here in this story. Paulson and Williams have a really good conversation in the piece. It's a back-and-forth Q&A. It is definitely worth checking out. And finally jumping across the pond last week in a piece written for the Daily Mail, UK Culture Secretary Oliver Dowden announced that he was working on something called Operation Sleeping Beauty which would allow some theaters to reopen before Christmas. He didn't give much detail on it but he did say that it was in the works of course not only is theater just a big you know tourist time of year um, for theaters, but it's also the time when you see a lot of uh, pantos in the UK and things like that. And I am very sure that ALW and Cam Mac were quite pleased with this news, James.
0: Mm. In fact, if uh, you were to grab UK Culture Secretary Oliver Dowden's face and rip the mask off, (laughs) which one would be underneath, ALW or Cam Uh, (laughs) Mack? Or both. Or both. both. Tom Cruise and that whole
1: Mission Impossible thing. Do-do-do. Do-do-do. Yeah. Very
0: good.
1: So what do we have in other news? Alright, so first up, over at Broadway World, Kara Joy David confirmed that the Tony Awards um, they announced all of the shows, they confirmed all of the shows that will be eligible for Best Score nominations whenever it is that we actually have Tonys and nominations this year. Uh, they will be A Christmas Carol, The Great Society, The Height of the Storm, The Inheritance, The Lightning Thief, colon, the Percy Jackson musical, which is the only musical in the mix, The Rose Tattoo, Seawall and Life, slave play, and the sound inside. So, this answers one of the major questions that we've been discussing around the Tonys. Um, it will be eight plays and one musical. Next, uh, Deadline reported that Mean Girls Ensemble standout Demarius Copes has joined the Dear Evan Hansen film as a new character named Oliver, who will be a friend of Zoe Murphy's. And finally, despite having filmed about two years ago, the new independent film Yellow Rose will finally be released in select theaters on October 9th, according to The Hollywood Reporter. The film stars Eva Nobulsada and the previously mentioned Leia Salonga and is the winner of multiple awards at the Asian American International Film Festival and the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. Keep your eyes out at the local art houses if they are having those. If not, I'm sure it'll be somewhere streaming very soon. All right.
0: So now we have some recommendations. What are we talking about?
1: Okay. So the first one comes from CBS Sunday Morning, in which a number of cast members from Come From Away talk about this year's 9-11 Day at Home, which will be a special um, event, 911day.org. They also perform, which... Uh, is always moving whenever you see a song from Come From Away. Then we have the entire Nick Cordero Memorial Tribute, which aired on Broadway On Demand. You can watch it on uh, Broadway On Demand for free. It has oodles and oodles of Broadway stars, friends, um, former co-stars of Nick's who are paying tribute uh, to him, and uh, donations benefited the Save the Music Foundation. Uh, it's really, it's a great watch. It's about an hour and a half concert, or an hour and 50 minutes. You can watch the whole thing on Broadway On Demand, and we will have a link in the show notes. And then finally, on Labor Day, the uh, Be an Arts Hero organization released a special video in which a ton of former Cast members from the musical Rent sing uh, a, a song, and um, they also have a ton of arts workers who are also there represented, um, talking about the importance of some sort of governmental federal relief for arts workers um the song Will I Lose My Dignity it's really amazing all of the people in here uh, in this video let me, I'm going to run through some of them there's a ton of huge names Annalee Ashford Skylar Aston, Norbert Leo Butts Will Chase Adam Chandler Barat uh, Wilson Cruz Eden Espinosa Joey Fatone Jordan Fisher Tamara Gray Wilson Jermaine Heredia Rodney Hicks Brennan Hunt Adam Cantor Jeremy Kushner Drew Lachey Telly Leung Casey Levy Jose Lana Michael McElroy Adam Pascal Anthony Rapp Jai Rodriguez Daphne Ruben Vega Tracy Tom uh Aaron Tveit, uh, Freddie Walker, Brown, and more. It's just as someone who, like me, is uh, a, a diehard Rent head. Um, it was a really, really cool video to watch, and of course, it's a, a cause that we've been championing from the beginning of this whole pandemic. James, wow, that is uh, quite the list. Uh, so, I
0: have to ask you how many you how many years are we doing today on Broadway? Is this four years?
1: Yeah, we are more. We're getting close to well. No, it's it's uh, yeah, four and a half now. Yeah, four, four and, and a half, half years.
0: Because I was just thinking, in, in in the beginning when we were doing today on Broadway, we were to cut half those names in the list because we just were afraid of pronouncing them wrong.
1: Yeah, no, I know, I know most of these names now. Yeah, <laughs> like I know, I know how to say Tenache, You know, Tenace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Hey, yeah, no, Djokovic. No, <laughs> no joke. oh, Joker got in trouble this oh, weekend. Joker's oh, totally, uh,
0: yeah. Got to control good that temper. Him. The
1: good for him. You know,
0: Melissa Eric was out there uh, touting the Mackinro
1: rule. I saw. You know? <laughs> I saw her. I mean, her brother-in-law got away with a lot of stuff, but oh, her husband yeah. said this was an obvious call. which yeah. everybody who saw it, who knew the rules, knew what was going to happen. So I have no. I have no. Look, this is completely off off the topic. But for how they completely mishandled um, Serena Williams getting into yeah. an argument with the uh-huh. the okay. judge a couple years ago. And then this, I'm totally fine with the number one player in the world, a white man, getting disqualified uh, for doing something stupid after they drug Serena Williams for yeah. standing up for herself. That's- anyway. That's our daily uh, sports fix. There. Well,
0: I, I had a few more questions, uh, sports related. And, okay. and what we were just talking about was the U.S. Open is playing here in New York right now to an empty stadium. Uh, you know, they covered the uh, stadium in, in blue tarps, so uh, all the seats are all covered. So they're playing just for cameras. And this, uh, the number one tennis player in the world, the male tennis player, uh, Djokovic, uh, got angry and th- and threw a ball. And, and not at somebody, but threw it out of anger and accidentally hit somebody in the neck, and was disqualified from the U.S. Open uh, tennis. So, but my question for you is, uh, what's going on with Big Ten?
1: Dude, I don't know. Football, Big I Ten, mean, you know, I don't. Know. I think. I we, mean, I think we. I,
0: I want to say that Penn State will not lose to
1: Ohio State this year. I mean, I, that, that's a very good possibility. <laughs> I just don't know what's going to happen. Give me a possibility on that. Well, I mean, there are so many jokers out there claiming to have news and like insight that it could happen any day. They're going to vote to come back and play in October or after November or after Thanksgiving. Like, I don't know. It's just uh, they've completely mishandled it. I am not somebody who necessarily thinks that they should play. But I am definitely on board with saying that the Big Ten has mishandled this entire thing. Um, it's been very poorly handled. I would be fine if they decided not to play at all. I don't. I think they're going to have to play at some point, whether that's October, November, January, March. I don't know. But it's just a mess, and I'm just so tired of everyone being a jerk about it.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, those players down in the uh, SEC are making fun of uh,
1: us people up north. So, I, yeah. yeah. I don't. I I live in SEC and ACC country, so I'm so used to that. It doesn't even bother me anymore.
0: And uh, have you, on the pro side of it, have you
1: done your fantasy football? I don't really care about NFL football, to be honest with you. Like, I just – I'm just not – I mean, I'll watch. I watch um, Red Zone on Sundays, like the highlight where it goes back and forth between games. But I'm usually – Working it some way on Sundays, oftentimes doing college football related stuff the day after games. So I just don't get into it that much. It doesn't. Interest, I don't have a team that I root for. I just root for Ohio State players, but I yeah, whatever fantasy football, if there's like a league and I can bet on it, like I'm in a league with people and I can bet mm-hmm. and talk trash with people, I will. But I don't seek that stuff out anymore. <laughs> well, uh, why don't you get us out of here? All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway, Sports on Broad Today on sport. I don't know. Anyway, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt?
0: I I was going to make some true crime obsessed thing, but uh a joke I do that there. that, too. I, I was a yeah. true crime obsessed, you know, that uh, somebody might kill you. You know, all that joking in the SEC down there in South. But my name is James Reno from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us. Remember, remember it is Tuesday, Tuesday
1: because mm-hmm. unless of the long you're weekend. listening to it, unless you're listening to it on Monday night on Patreon, then it is still Monday. Uh yeah. But there's that.
0: And uh, who's coming back tomorrow?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: We don't know. Somebody will be here. Alicia, yes. Ashley, Mad, me. Somebody. Somebody will be back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. This one.
1: knows you'll come through, and makes you believe it somehow, and kid, you found one of those great ones, go to her now,
0: go, go to her now, kid, go to her now.